Hello, story seekers. I'm Nico. I'm Ben, and you're listening to The Tiny Bookcase. Now, we've got something a little bit different for you this episode. Something of a sneak peek into the extra content we do for our Patreon. Before that, though, we would like to ask you a favour. If you've been enjoying the bookcase, that makes us really, really happy. And we want to keep it growing, especially our community, so be sure to follow us on our socials and get in touch. Also, the really big one is that we'd love it if you could recommend your favourite episode so far with at least three other people that you think might like it too. Send them over a link and see what they think. Let us know how it goes. Now, onto the torture that Nico put me through on Patreon. You are all likely aware of the concept of choose-your-own-adventure books. Well, I found one that is somehow mundane, while catty and completely surreal, all at once. <laughs> I've never been negged by a book before or since. So, uh, patrons, welcome to the uh, to a bit of bonus content that Nico has had a fantastic idea for. <laughs> well, yeah, Ben, as you may be aware, recently football failed to come home. I, I I didn't miss it. I, I think it, it missed its bus or something. However, I thought, what if we brought football instead into the hearts of our, the people? <laughs> uh, I've procured for our enjoyment and your enjoyment, patrons, uh, by, I'm sure, the inimitable Tom Sheldon, big match manager. You make the decisions. You determine the outcome. Can you win the league? An interactive football game book. So is this for people that can't get Football Manager on whatever device they're on? Well, it's actually specifically for Kate and Joe, according to the dedication at the beginning. Ah, but, it's, but it's also, yeah, I think it's for people who are too young to have their own computer. But it's also a choose-your-own-adventure. It is. So I'm expecting some like some backroom politics, you know, maybe getting sacked at some point. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> what? Uh, there's a oh my god! I've just noticed at the back there's I'm, sheets like... for your team and rosters and all sorts. Oh god, really? Oh yeah. <laughs> and this is also definitely secondhand because a child has got some scores written in the back. <laughs> I mean, you say child. But it could yeah, be. this might not be a child's handwriting. Yeah. It could be mine. <laughs> so. The way that re you reacted to that was I thought you'd opened it and there was just like blood stains through the book or something. Like. <laughs> yeah. Not quite. We'll get we'll get there. <laughs> so let's let's have the preamble so you know. Okay. This I'm is a sure. book with a difference. You don't open it at page one and keep reading until the end like any other book. That's very that's quite mean about other books. Isn't it? It, it's Instead, sort of, it, it's sort of implying that a linear approach to narrative is somehow uh, sort wank. of wank. Passe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's our personalities put on display there. Wank, <laughs> passe. <laughs> you play the central character, and by making decisions as you go along, you change what happens. In this book, every paragraph has a number. That's right, every paragraph. At the end of each paragraph, you may be asked to make a choice, and you'll be, uh, be told which paragraph number to turn to. If you haven't read this kind of book before, don't worry. It's easy once you get started. That's so, a low threshold. <laughs> low threshold, yeah. 
having said that though, I actually don't think I've done any kind of choose your own adventure at all. Um, even as a kid and stuff. So this is actually my first choose your own adventure. Happy to take your virginity. Yeah, go for it. Let's right. start. Let's do it. Oh, we're we're not there, Ben. You're gonna oh, need some oh. equipment. You'll need some basic items before we begin. A pencil, a rubber, and a pair of six sided dice. <laughs> If you can't find any dice, you'll notice at the bottom of every page a pair of dice has been printed. When you're told to roll dice, just open the book at a random page and there's your dice roll for you. Jesus Christ, what? Well, I I happily have a host of six-sided dice. I did expect you might. And a a rubber pencil and a small post-it pad. The post-it pad is going to take the place of the fact sheet at the back of the book. (laughs) So in this story, you are the manager of Hardwick City Football Club, one of the best teams in the league. doesn't say which league. There are nine other teams in your league, and you'll play a match against each of them as you progress through the book. But wait, there's a twist. One of your best players has gone missing, and you've got to solve clues as you go along to track him down. More about that in a minute. (laughs) First, it's time to tell you about the fact sheet. We're not. Oh, my God. Christ almighty, right. Even, <laughs> even the best managers can't remember everything. So on page 222, yeah, you heard me. Oof. You've been provided with a fact sheet. Thick this is where you'll write down all your team information and match results, as well as the clues and objects you collect as you go what? along. All nine of them? Yeah. There's, only, there's only ten teams in this league, nine other teams, and we would play them once. Like This is like <laughs> no league I've ever heard of. Yeah, but also the clues. But remember, always use a pencil so you can rub things out if they change or if you play the book over again. Remember, you can be the big match manager as many times as you like, unlike those shitty linear books that you have to burn at the end. Fucking assholes. Alright, you start the season with a budget of £5 million at your disposal. Okay. This is so you can buy new players as you go along. Write it in space at the top of your fact sheet now. Can you just remember the number five? Good. I, I, I'll have a go. Uh, five million doesn't go far these days, and sometimes you might decide you want to sell a player to another club. <laughs> okay, I mean, this is all... Oh, Jesus. So we can but... sell players to generate revenue and stuff. Yes. Okay. Uh, so after that come your team's morale and fitness. Morale describes the general mood of your team. No shit. Winning matches and good management help improve morale. Roll one dice. Roll a d6 when we're done. Six. That's the number of morale you start with. You happy bunch of lads. Excellent. Fitness is a measure of how well trained your squad is. Fit and healthy players can run faster. I know. <laughs> and recover from injuries quicker. Not or one dice again. Of course. Well, no. From I watch the television. <laughs> <laughs> Roll another dice. Five. Five fitness. Here we go. Oh, crap. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start skimming this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got squad details, 18 players in your squad. It's up to you to select your best team before each match. Each of them has a different skill. Fuck me. This is overcut. This is worse than D&D. All right. Can you, can you send... Because obviously uh, patrons might be aware we're not actually in the same place at the moment. So could you send me a picture of the team sheet so that I can just pick from that? And there's some choice names in here. Wicked. Okay, we've got some goalkeepers, we've got some defenders. I'm already feeling that Antek Bobak is going to be a choice defender for us. Oh, quality. 
Uh, you're not the only manager trying to win the league. Nine other teams trying really? to You've been over this. The other manager is used on page 24. Are you on page 7? Uh, each time Saturday comes around, you'll play a match against one of your opponents. The rules for playing matches are on page 28. Yeah, 10 teams of the league. Substitutions. Anytime during a match, you can substitute a player. Neither team can do this more than three times in a match. Uh, during matches, players may get injured or sent off and must be removed. Yeah. Before each match, roll one dice for each injured player in your squad. If the number's lower than your team fitness, that player makes a full recovery. And finally, you're ready to begin your adventure. Oh my god, there's player profiles for every player here. What, like bios and stuff? Yeah, for example, Jamie Coates, skill 5, position goalkeeper, born Fife. <laughs> Oh. Uh he's six foot three. He weighs thirteen stone two pounds. Uh last season he had no goals, no yellow cards, but he did get a red. <laughs> There's no place for daydreaming or crowd pleasing in the goal mouth. Your goalie is the last line of defence, and what you want is someone solid, quick and reliable with big hands and a good vision to stop balls. <laughs> Here's your man. <laughs> Jamie's a stalwart who's been with the club longer than anyone. Does exactly what it says on the tin. Coats Excellent. then apparently. I like it. Like six foot three and uh, thirteen stone. He, he sounds like a, he's a bit of a unit. I mean, you, you the next goalie's from Oxford, old Rob Rose. Rob Rose. Steve Fitzgerald from Liverpool. We've seen Joe Fitzgerald. Fry from Cardiff. Can you tell you... me where Klaus Weinhardt is from? Because I don't think I can get it from the name. Uh, Surrey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Klaus, oh, the oh, general. Hang on, hang Klaus, on. The general Weinhardt is from Stuttgart. What? They call him the general. Yeah, oh, wow. he's Klaus, the general well, Weinhardt. He's, he's a level. He's a six skill midfielder. But I've just seen the name Salvatore Deuce. Which... <laughs> uh, Will Frog goes by the nickname. Will Frost goes by the nickname Frog. By the way. <laughs> right. Let's play. Let's let's uh, get to some story. I'm trying. <laughs> it never ends. Salvatore the Duke Deuce. He's from Florence, mate. From Firenze. Firenze. And Danny Knox is from London. Oh, God. The the sketch of you, the character you're playing, looks like Simon Pegg. Oh. <clears throat> Your club chairman is Victor Sinkowski, by the way. <laughs> he sounds rather sinister. Right, we're going to come back to rules of match play if we ever get to a match in this fucking book. Yeah, let's do it. If there's a record for gum chewing or nail biting, you broke it today. Standing with your coaching staff in the do donut in the dugout. I thought you were going to say dojo. I was like, Jesus, this took a turn. <laughs> you hold your breath and wince as a shot whizzes just wide of the post and sails into the crowd. You can't remember the last time a game was as tense as this. Leslie had put you in the lead in the 34th minute with a pinpoint header off a corner, but some enthusiastic defending from Fry in the box had given Borfield Albion a penalty just after the break. Their striker had coolly dispatched it to the noisy delight of the home fans, and it's still 1-1 in the 85th minute. You can feel the tension in the visitor's stand behind you. 3,000 of your loyal fans willing Hardwick City on. Borfield are in possession in their own half. A neat passing movement beats Hurley in the central midfield, and then a lofted ball finds their man on the right flank. 
Come on, close him down! You say to yourself through gritted teeth. So probably not like that. <laughs> Come on, close him down! But Borfield are moving well and your defence is beaten as the ball falls to the striker who takes it to the heart volley. The ball starts to dip and is flying towards the top left corner of your goal. But Coach jumps high and takes a lightning save! The home fans let out a groan. The referee's looking at his watch. Surely that's got to be the last chance. Just blow the whistle, you think. As Quotes throws the ball out to Neville, who takes it on the run. A short pass to Deval on the left wing, who flicks it over the heads of the midfield right into the path of your top striker, Danny Knox. Borfield overstretched themselves in that last attack, and they're wide open at the back as Knox surges forward. Just one defender to beat. Your fans are up on their feet, and there's a deathly hush in the dugout as Knox reaches the 18-yard line. He makes a go left, but then dummies and hops neatly over the outstretched boot of a defender before unleashing a ferocious right-footed shot straight through the keeper's legs and into the back of the net. That was the last of the pre-season qualifiers, and had seen Hardwick City FC through to the Premier Mini League. Oh, God. Need a second for that. <laughs> Premier Mini League. Four years in the job here at the club, and you never get bored of the rush of winning. Back home, you went over the 2-1 victory in your mind as the triumphant songs of the fans echoed in your ears. He wears red socks. He's a danger <laughs> in the box. Danny Knox. Danny Knox. <laughs> Knox had been mobbed by the other players after his spectacular goal, and everyone had gone home tired and happy. With Danny hitting the top of his form and the squad working well as a unit, you reckon the team could be in with a real chance of taking the title this season. That's the mini Premier League title. The mini Premier League title that you've got to qualify for. <laughs> then the phone rings, bringing the news which will change your life forever. Well, good evening. This is Detective Chief Inspector Higson. I'm afraid we have a matter of the utmost gravity which requires your immediate cooperation. What's going on? I'm very sorry, <laughs> but we need you at the station immediately. What's going on? You're the manager. <laughs> <laughs> you get straight into your car and drive the ten minutes to the police station. That is such an unneeded detail. When you arrive, DCI Higson ushers you silently into a bare grey walled interval room. Interval? Interview room. <laughs> they, they serve you popcorn and ice cream in there. <laughs> Are you going to tell me what's going on? You ask as he clicks the door <laughs> shut. At nine o'clock this evening, he begins grimly, one of our patrols reported an abandoned car. This is not for kids. <laughs> It had been forced off the road into a ditch. The driver's window had been smashed, and there was what? evidence of a struggle. We've traced the registration plate, and the vehicle has been confirmed as belonging to an employee of yours, a Mr. Daniel Knox. We didn't call his family. We thought we called a geezer who manages his football team. I mean, he's clearly dead. Like, somebody ran him off the road and broke his car window. Like, they should be searching the surrounding woodland in order to try and find his body. That's 48, isn't it? <laughs> his skin prickles as the words set in. Maybe he had an accident, you suggest desperately. Have you tried calling him at home? Have you tried calling him at home? <laughs> of course, the inspector replies. His wife answered. Oh, right. <laughs> so sorry. Do you mean his widow? <laughs> he never arrives home. We're treating this as a kidnap. Your mind races, and your first thoughts are with Danny's wife and how awful this must be for her. <laughs> you struggle with what to say. I, I can't believe this. Where is he? 
Who's taken him? The inspector stares at you with pale grey eyes. I'd rather hope you tell me. <laughs> Am I a suspect? Two, two challenges lie ahead. You must steer Hardwick City to the top of the league while doing everything in your power <laughs> to find Danny Knox and bring his assailants to justice. As you progress through the book, you'll play out each of Hardwick's fixtures in the league, carefully selecting your team each week and using your £5 million budget to build the best squad you can. At the same time, you must use every ounce of your intelligence and cunning to piece together the clues that might bring your team's best asset back alive. Do you have what it takes to do both? Now it's time to become the big match manager. What a fucking intro. What a strong start. <laughs> I particularly like the bit where they where he asked him if he'd already called his wife or not. That was. <laughs> have you spoke to his wife? Oh no, I didn't figure that. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, I'll get on the blower. I'm new, you see. Friday the fourteenth. You're in your office at Harwick City Football Club. It's ten thirty p.m. Nearly a week now since Danny Knox disappeared. It's fucking dead, isn't he? He's dead. <laughs> and the police are no closer to finding him. He's either been sold into the sex trade or he is very dead. <laughs> Would you like uh, a 13-year-old girl or a uh, mini Premier League title holder? They've got him chained to a wall with a big sign that says Cox for Knox on it, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing our best, is all DCI Higson could tell you. <laughs> but you know there's almost no chance of getting him back safely in time for tomorrow's match against what? Lodham Athletic. He's been gone for a week and he's thinking he's fit for fucking... Oh, he's missed so much training. <laughs> he has missed so much training. You grab your coat and briefcase, ready to leave for the night. But as you open your office door, you're startled by the desk phone ringing. So late at night. Do you go back and answer it? Or listen carefully while the answering machine picks it up? I will go back and answer it. Turn to 373. That's paragraph, not page, thank <laughs> Christ. <laughs> you pick up the receiver. Hello? The voice on the other end is a whisper, but there's no mistaking it. It's Danny. His voice is breathless. Managed to get away. Have to come and get me. Danny, quick, tell me where you are. In the phone box on the corner of North Street and Riverview. What's happened to you? He thinks if he can get to me, he can win the league. I'll explain when I see you. But come quickly. I'm scared. They said they'd kill me if the police found out. Don't move. I'm on my way. But before you can hang up, you hear a screech of tyres, a shout and a sickening thud. Then a click as a receiver at the other end is carefully replaced. If you fucking killed him already. You bolt, <laughs> you bolt from your office and jump into your car. That call box is only a few minutes away. Maybe if you're quick, you'll make it in time. But when you arrive, the place is deserted. There's the phone box, but no sign of a car or of Danny. You can see tyre marks on the road and a slick of oil leading away from them and down the road. Do you follow the trail or would you prefer to search the phone box? I'll uh, search the phone box. you find a photograph of some totty with a phone number on it. <laughs> I will call the number. You open the door on the phone box. Everything seems normal, but suddenly you spot something small and squarish near your foot. Do you want to pick it up, or would you prefer to get back in your car and follow the trail of oil? Pick it up. How are you enjoying a, a roleplay scenario where you have absolutely zero fucking agency? Uh, <laughs> mi minimal, uh, it has to be said. Um, <laughs> uh, 
the storytelling is is uh, pretty wild. So for those of you who don't know, on the Patreon, we we do tabletop roleplay regularly, and Ben and I quite like building expansive stories with lots of twists and turns. I can imagine this is fucking torture for him, and I'm loving it. <laughs> you pick up the object. It's a black wallet, and the leather feels warm in your hand. Oh. Oh. <laughs> It's not Danny's. Inside is a small amount of cash, some receipts, and a torn scrap of paper with some writing on it. Room two, the ship number 13. It appears to be ripped in half from this crude illustration. Okay. You slip the paper into your pocket. Copy down what it says carefully on your fact sheet. I've got it. Climbing back into your car, you start the engine and set off home. You lost the opportunity to chase down the captors. Yeah, I was wondering why that had... Why that had gone? Considering... Well, it vanished because he, he's dead now again. It wasn't like the oil slick would have disappeared, would it? <clears throat> oh, it's it's evaporated. <laughs> like all it would have taken was was it like uh, the sun is going down? Do you choose to follow him or? I mean, it did say it was ten thirty p.m. in your office at the beginning. Well, I guess yeah. To give it credit, it's eleven o'clock at night. You're a weird man in a phone box. <laughs> <laughs> Turning the night's events over in your mind, you can hardly sleep. You want to go to the police, but you'd never forgive yourself if Danny came to any harm. He thinks he can win the league, Danny had said. So it's one of the other managers who's at the centre of this. (laughs) They're all listed on page 24. And at the moment, every one of them is in your list of suspects. But which of them has come up with this evil scheme? You sleep fitfully and wake early on Saturday morning. Turn to 131. Saturday the 15th. It's the day of the big match against Lodham Athletic. You drive straight to your home ground to make final decisions on your team and prepare a pre-match talk. Better not tell them about last night. They're shaken up enough by Danny's disappearance. It's time to select your 11 players for the match. Remember, you must pick at least two defenders, two midfielders and two attackers. Write down the what you... That means you don't have to pick a goalkeeper. That's weird. Write down the ones you pick mm. on your match sheet. Right, so I think we'll have we'll have Jamie Coates, Carlos de Cavallo in. Uh, uh, we'll have him in centre back, um, and then we'll have uh, Ricky Neville on the right, Antec Bobak centre back, and uh, Steve Fitzgerald on the left. So everyone apart from Joe Fry. In the middle, we'll have uh, we'll have the general, Klaus Weinhardt, probably in like a cam centre mid yeah. position. Feeling Will Frost, the frog, hell yeah, the frog, and uh, we'll have Anthony Bostock as well. And then up front, how many how many is that? Am I on? I had four at the back, three in the middle. Seven plus the goalkeeper is eight. This leads me with three attackers, isn't it? So we'll go with <clears throat> Toby Wood in the middle. And uh, Salvatore Deuce on the left. and The Duke. Uh, the Duke and Ben Parker on the right. Oh, it's going to be sad when he dies and creates Spider-Man, isn't it? <laughs> right. So this is against Lodham Athletic Football Club, who have an overall skill of 66. <clears throat> so Lodham sometimes let themselves down by sloppy passing, 
but this is balanced out by sheer pace and goal scoring ability. Unbeaten in five matches, their morale is high, and club manager Bill Drebble reckons they're in with a real chance this season. As opposed to the other managers, you think they're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it's 2.30pm in the dressing room, and the roar of your home fans is deafening. The noise seems to have lifted the spirits of your team, and remains only for you to send them out with a common purpose. All I'm concerned about is making a good showing of ourselves and trying to get a result, you start telling the eager players. This one's going to be hard. It'll be an uphill grind, but we have to make sure we're solid and brave, while we're also going to need spirit, heart and guts. Do you tell them to play a passing game, try to contain the opposition and keep possession, keep the defence tight, try to keep a clean sheet and not leave ourselves open at the back, or focus on the back of their net, apply pressure on their back four, but most of all go out there and have a good time. That sounds like high press, so we'll do that third one. Right, here we fucking go. For this match only, you may add one to the skill of each of your attackers. Ooh. Now, turn to 237 to play your first match. Match the day, team. play. Oh, there's a television here with a little quote next to it. They see football's all about scoring goals, and that's never been truer than this exciting fixture between two informed teams. Let's get over to Hardwick's home ground, where they're about to kick off. Here's a reminder, we didn't look at this, of how to calculate your match factor. First, work out your team's overall skill by adding up the skills of your chosen players. <clears throat> okay. Don't forget, you got plus one on your attackers. Okay, well, good job that I took three of them, I guess. Uh, so you're right. I'm 58 for you and 66 for Lodum. Uh, keep a note of your morale and fitness. And it says remember to add three because you're playing at your home ground and there's your match factor. Is that to my match factor? I yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay, so that puts us up to 62 against 66. But how can there be home games if we only get one fixture? I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> You're ready to play. Refer to the rules on place 28 and play out the first half of the match. Right, here we go. Fucking rules of match play. This is wild. Right. For those still with us, uh, <laughs> this is um, basically just like a, like a football simulator, isn't it? This This is wild. Okay, here we go. Start rolling dice. Okay. So, roll two dice. Double sixes, 12. 12. You score! Jesus. Da, 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 goal. Right, we're still in the first 15. Roll two dice. Okay. Nine, six and three. Special. Right, roll 2d6. Eight, six and two. Corner to you. Roll a dice. One. Uh, just play carries on. Play so, on. this is this this bit's all right, isn't it? It's fairly streamlined. It's good. Two d six again. Was that the first thirty? Is it fifteen minutes? No, no. Uh, it's, we're still in the first fifteen. Oh Jesus! Right, okay. Uh, five, four, and one. Uh, that's another special event. So two d six. Seven, four, and three. Right, now we're in to the second 15. 
So, 2d6. 8, 5 and 3. Okay, nothing happens. We're into the the next lot of 15 minutes. Okay. 2d6. Uh, 7, 5 and 2. Okay, we hit half time. <laughs> so, did most of those just not mean anything? Uh, so, 6, 7 and 8 are time plus 1. But most of it did nothing, yeah. <laughs> Crikey. Right. So half time we go to two seventy eight. As uh, Hardwick City leads one nil. Are you winning? Yeah. Cool, then we go to four forty eight. Make any team substitutions you like. Remember you can never do more than three in a match. Now get out there and play the second half. <laughs> <clears throat> That's really fucking helpful. Thank you. I'm glad that you made me flip Move. multiple <clears throat> times through this book for that. Um, Any no, subs? I, I don't think so. They've been playing well. Their fitness is high. Morale's high. And that takes us into the second half. So, would you like to roll 2d6 for me? Four. Three and one. Is it important what the what the dice... Faces are no, just the total. I'll just give you. I'm the total afraid one. they've scored an equalizer. Oh no! You fucked that, didn't you? I, you know, I really feel like it was my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you went, oh, guys, look at this, and shook your keys, and I all went. Oh. <laughs> I threw, I threw some skittles at my goalie right before he the shot <laughs> kicks. He's a sugar fiend. <laughs> Jamie no. Coates. Oh, old Coatesy. Yeah. <laughs> Can you roll 2d6 for the, me? The Don, Jamie Coates. Uh, yeah. Five. Oh, it's a, a special event, so another 2d6. Six. Oh, it's a corner for them. No. Is it one roll dice? a dice. Five. Cool. Play carries on as normal. 2d6. Ooh. Two. They score. Oh no! <laughs> two one. The second half's not going too well. <laughs> this is the first fifteen minutes, still, isn't it? Is it really? Yeah, you haven't oh, had yeah, the time go up yet. Advanced time, yeah. Go. On. I mean, that's a relatively interesting way to simulate this, isn't it? Yeah. But at the same time, it is kind of odd. Uh, uh sorry, that's seven. Seven. The time advances once. Okay. Six. The time goes up again. You're in the last 15. It's ticking away. Seven. I think that's full time. Is it not time plus one? So would that not be eight minutes? <laughs> yeah, I'm in now. I'm in. That's not how it works. Oh, it's not how it won. Oh, sorry. Time plus one is it? You go. There's six segments. Oh, you, you, you segment. go through to the next bit. I thought it was. I thought we were doing like, they were like the minutes of the game. Oh god, that'd be really cool. That'd be yeah, that'd be way better. <laughs> it's too much for a kid to handle, my friend. Cool. Uh, have you got time? the defender Steve Fitzgerald on the field? I do. He's left. He's my left back. If so, turn to one twenty-three. In the dying seconds of the game, a loaded midfielder picks up their man on the wing with a looping cross. Steve Fitzgerald is alert and has it covered. 
but there's a jewel in the air for possession and a clash of heads. The linesman is well placed. His flag goes up and a free kick is awarded to Lodham. Steve is incensed at the decision and storms over to the ref to protest. Stupid boy, he's earned himself a yellow card for complaining. Everyone knows you don't talk back to the man in black. But here's one of your own men. Earning a fortune on the field and still having tantrums. Is Fitzy on a yellow card already? He's not. You say he's earning a fortune on the field? Yeah. I don't think he is, guys. Like, Sorry to tell you that, but I'm fairly sure this low-level football player is not earning a fortune on the field. Add up right. the skill of your defenders. Is the total below 15 or more than 15? I've got four defenders. I've got five. Oh, then you're well over 10. 15. Yeah, I've got 20, I think. The free kick is taken, but your strong defence crowds out the attack in the box. Finally, a poorly sliced half volley goes well wide of the back post. This to the obvious relief of your home fans, who express themselves with colourful adjectives and arms held wide. Seconds after the restart, the ref blows to wrap up the match. 2-1 defeat in the first game of the season. Nothing without Knox. Absolutely nothing without that man. I don't think I, like, for the sounds of it, I didn't have any possession in the second half. Like they they got like they scored immediately and then had a corner and then nothing happened until they had a free kick at the end. Back in the dressing room after the match, Fitzgerald is still red faced and fuming. How will you deal with this? If you take him to one side and give him a sharp telling off, turn to three thirty six. You think it's better to ignore it and leave him to calm down, turn to ninety seven. Yeah, no, I'll take him aside. He 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 can't be like if he's still angry. After after that, then he needs he needs to calm it down. I'll give him I'll give him a quick slap. Oh, I just need to check where Fitzy was from. Sorry, just cause... oh god, he's from Liverpool. <laughs> there you go. Would you like to tell me what the hell you think you're playing at? You snap when you get him alone. What? He saw? I didn't do anything. Why should I get punished on a fifty-fifty ball? Steve protests breathlessly. Didn't do anything. You cock your head and glare at him. You got yourself carded. Is that what you think you're paid for? Maybe it was a poor decision, maybe not. But once the ref's made his mind up, you shut your mouth and get on with it. This is a professional team, not a Sunday league for frustrated estate agents. When you're on the field, you'll represent me and you'll represent the club. Don't let me down like that again. Steve Fitzgerald has nothing to say and returns to his locker, where he sits and tugs furiously. At what? At his bootlaces. <laughs> <laughs> He's angry now, but you were right, and he knows it. He was stupid to act all macho like that, and needs to learn a little humility. Leave him be now. Later he'll apologise for his behaviour. Hey, good management. <laughs> it says that. Now turn to page 129. Oh, this, is, this is unreal. I'm actually enjoying this. Your yeah, first match is over. I think now, we're, now, we're, now it's ticking. It's good, isn't it? Like, yeah. uh, get, like I'm sure... The, the rules section at the start wasn't particularly engaging, but I'm finding this quite... Funny. I feel like we could definitely use this football mechanic in a role play. <laughs> quite possibly, to resolve some kind of team sport, yeah. Right. Your first match is over. Did your team win, draw, or lose? We know the answer to that one, I'm afraid, everyone. Who won? Wob wob. Your players trudge dejectively off the pitch. They've already, you've already been in the dressing room. While the cheers from the Lodham Athletic fans echo around the ground. You'll have to do better than that if you want to win the league. Subtract one from your team's morale. Turn to 402 for the rest of the results. Morale down to five. Here are the results from today's other games. Bridgeford City won. <laughs> Epperston Town won. Gunthorpe United three. 
Gonaston City, too. Lanley Rovers, nil. Oxton Wanderers, two. Woodborough County, four. Papawick Town, nil. Oh, that's quite good. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, it was uh, you, you definitely nailed the voice. That was, was a throwback. That, was, was that last one called Papawick Town? Papawick. Oh, Papplewick. So we need to fill in the league table on your fact sheet. Oh, I mean, I don't have the space for that on my little post. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to make a league document and save this for if yeah, this we'll, runs over. We're, we're gonna end up with a fucking Google document here. <laughs> I need to type out the bloody team names and all sorts. <laughs> is mm. there, um, is there a good bit of story that we can, uh, we can draw to a close this uh, bonus episode with? I'll and tell you what. Yeah, we'll do these results in a bit. I reckon we uh, we go to this next bit of story. Since Danny's disappearance, every sports reporter and their dog has been wanting to interview you. It'd be a full-time job talking to them all, so a press conference has been arranged for after today's match in one of the club's many meeting rooms. You could do without this, but maybe it will shut them up and stop the back-page speculation for a while. You push open the door and enter. Let's do this press conference, and then I'll, yeah, I'll free you good. back into the wild. I just think like uh, we we could we could do a few of these, couldn't we? Like little short ones, and oh, uh, I am quite enjoying it. <laughs> the, the, the guys, uh, the guys and girls that are listening to us on Patreon might uh, be able to follow on periodically. As soon as you step into the hot, crowded room, all attention is turned to you, and the flashbulbs start popping like machine gun fire. You sit down behind the desk at the front and reluctantly pull the microphone towards you. The questions are predictable and immediate. Could you comment on Danny's disappearance? Have you heard anything? Is it true you're having a nervous breakdown? Jesus, that's a bit intense, a bit personal. No, it's not, you laugh. And one at a time, please. You'll all get your turn. <laughs> Sucking up mother's teat, Christ. I sound, like, I sound like a fucking psychopath when you do my voice. <laughs> this is not a starter team. This is a finisher, finisher team. team. <laughs> a dozen hands shoot upwards from a sea of familiar faces in the crowd. One belongs to a young woman, Anna Julian. She's one of your favourites. Oh, An that's really creepy. <laughs> An ambitious journalist who sometimes asks tricky questions, but whose reporting is always professional and fair. You point to her. This must be a very difficult time for you and your players, she begins sympathetically. <laughs> oh, you could you could have done a sexier voice, bloody hell. Would you say that today's result was affected <laughs> by Danny Knox's absence? How you respond? Do you say, we all miss Danny around the place. That meant the other players really pulled together today, so we got exactly the result we wanted. Did you? Or, Danny is a valuable member of the squad and will need more time to get used to his absence, so you've got to expect the occasional disappointment. Yeah, the second one, obviously. Uh, Star, like, Star Striker was... was... Uh, murdered a week ago. While you were on the phone to him. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yesterday. I was murdered yesterday whilst I was on the phone to it. Uh, I mean... <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> click, click, click. The cameras go again. Right, because you lost, goes here. She makes a note in her book and continues with an innocent smile. There are a lot of conspiracy theories around at the moment. Then her smile disappears. Do you think someone you know might be behind this? You reply quickly. No comment. 
You stare at her, and she stares right back, eyebrows raised. Questions from other reporters follow thick and fast. You answer them as best you can, ending the meeting half an hour later. Do you try to speak to Anna Julian in private? If so, turn to 106. If you want to head back to your office, turn to 471. Well, seeing as it's implied that I'm already having an affair with this reporter, I should probably go and talk to her. Like, so yeah, we'll we'll go and talk to her. Also, I got the strong vibe then that we're in some, like, middle-aged dude's fantasy of what it would be like to be a football manager. To be a football manager. This is like football fan fiction, isn't it? Very much so, yeah. Very strange. Miss Julian, you say gently as she's preparing to leave. Could you tell me what you meant by your question? She looks startled for a moment before speaking. Just what I said. You must agree this is a weird business. A rich player, a manager desperate for a safe return. Yet two weeks later and no ransom demand. I. She glances around. Look, I'm sorry. I have to go. She grabs her notes and rushes off. You know Anna is right, but you still feel there's something she isn't telling you. No, I'm fairly sure that's his, that's his knob talking to him at this stage. <laughs> she was, that, that was entirely reasonable, what she just said. Oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm reading this. I've just got to the back where the final league table is, and this little kid's filled out in pen. What a prick. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Did they, even, did they win? What's our team called? Hardwick City. Yes. Oh, that that that'll be the the uh, the five year old ego or whatever, just filling it in. It was clearly the same forty year old who wrote this. Yeah, <laughs> if there's one <laughs> copy of this book, it's it was previously owned by the guy that wrote it. <laughs> After the press conference, you walk back to your <laughs> office, tired from the pressure and the excitement of the football. Antek Bobak and Jed Stevens pass you in the corridor. Uh, where was Jed from? Where do we think? Uh, well, he didn't get any playtime today, I'll tell you that. Uh, Jed Stevens is... Uh, he's, he's a yank. Let's have him, have him a yank. He wanted to be a yank. All right. This is such an un-American sentence. You ready? It's been <laughs> ages since Danny went missing. <laughs> Stevens says. Is there any news? Not yet, but I'm confident we'll hear something soon. You feel bad lying <laughs> to your players. But you don't tell them about the phone call last night. You just can't risk it. You're nailing me sounding like I'm having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Not yet, but I'm sure he'll turn up. <laughs> right, right, must be off. Oh, oh, uh, must be off. Uh, uh, where's my briefcase? Uh, your briefcase is empty, manager. Oh, well, uh, yeah, uh, goodbye, goodbye. In your office, there's a message waiting for you on your answer phone. You press play, and the braying voice of your club chairman addresses you. Oh, Victor here! It's Saturday morning! Come and see me after the match, please! Why would you start an answer phone message by saying, It's Saturday morning! <laughs> I'm going to do it every time I'm forced to leave you a voicemail for any reason. Nico here! It's Wednesday afternoon! <laughs> uh, let's call it there. Before you go for your meeting with the manager, because that's a, something of a cliffhanger, isn't it? <laughs> something of a cliffhanger. <laughs> Amazing. Well, uh, we hope you like that, uh, if you're listening along, and uh, there will be more.
Will Hardwick win the league? Will Danny Knox be found safe and sound? Will we continue banging that hot journalist? Find <laughs> out in the next episode of Big Match Manager! Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Tiny Bookcase. Remember to subscribe, otherwise you're going to miss out on the future fun. Also, tell a friend. If you like this episode, link them to it. We'd be tremendously grateful. You can follow us on Twitter at Bookcase Tiny, Facebook at The Tiny Bookcase, and Instagram at Bookcase Tiny for updates. Speaking of supporting the podcast, well, magic can only take one so far. The Tiny Bookcase is supported by the generosity of its patrons. Those kind souls have really kept my belly full the last year. Let's cast a spell for them, shall we? For a Magnificent Beardery, let's cast the Chinicus Folliculale spell on Gary Laird. For Rich Ginger Tones on the scalp, let us cast the Orangi Hedondo spell for Scott Byrne. And for General Fabulousness, why not the Ulala la Mother spell on Matthew McLaren? How do you come up with that shit, man?